Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. The pads came on on Monday and the intensity definitely ramped up. It was very competitive, a lot of tight battles and a little bit of chirping from some of the players. We saw wide receivers and DBs go one-on-one, didn't have any one-on-one drills with the defensive linemen or offensive linemen just yet. They had a shortened practice. That's something that's in the new deal with the NFL. First padded practice has to be a little shorter. But next practice or so, when they do seven-on-seven drills, that's when head coach Dennis Allen said, you can expect the offensive line and defensive line to go one-on-one. So we'll get there, and we'll have updates when it does happen. Here's head coach Dennis Allen on the first day in pads. Look, pretty good first day in pads. Good chance to get up there and look at the tape, see what it actually looked like. But, uh, you know, I thought overall, I thought the energy was pretty good. Um, One injury of note, Andrews Pete with a – quad so take a look at that see where he's at but other than that um, made it out pretty healthy i thought everybody held up pretty good we didn't have really anybody go down with any any type of uh heat related issues today so um look we were only out in the heat for about you know about an hour or so so um, which is by design but um but yeah i think the guys are handling the heat pretty well The Saints are back at practice Tuesday and Wednesday. They'll get another day off on Thursday. And then they are here Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday before they get the next day off. Today's show, I'm talking to Kendall Duncan of WDSU. She has been a sports reporter there now for six months. She's from the area. Really fun conversation with her about growing up a Saints fan and now covering the Saints, as well as what stood out to her after the first week of camp. Kendall, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It's the first time we've been able to have you on. I'm very excited. First time I get to be on. Obviously, I love talking about the Saints, and I wish we could talk about the Pelicans, but I won't get that far yet. <laughs> yeah, this is Saints-centric. We're we're focused on the football side of things right now. Pelicans, we have a couple months until things get overway or get underway over there. When did you get to the city, and when did you start working at WDSU? So I'm from Mandeville, so technically I got to the city when I was born, but (laughs) if we're talking job-wise, I got hired in January, so I've been here about six months now, still kind of adjusting, and I feel like each new season of sport, I almost have to learn the job over again, just because I did basketball season, and now as we change gears into football season, the job expectations, the amount that you do, the people you're talking about, it's so drastically different, because you go from... For example, the Pelicans, you're focusing on 11 players, where Mm -hmm. now I'm trying to be like, okay, there's 90 guys on the field. I'm trying to learn names. They change numbers, and, you know, so I'm still adjusting. But I uh, grew up a Saints fan my whole life, so it's easier knowing the history. And when they re-signed Jimmy Graham, I could just talk about all my Jimmy Graham memories Mm -hmm. that I grew up with. So it definitely makes it easier being from here. But technically, six months on the job now. How cool is it that you're back home being able to cover the teams you watched growing up? Oh, it's awesome. It doesn't feel like work most of the days. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because my dad was a massive Saints fan growing up, but he considered them, you know, the ain'ts, quote unquote, like a lot of people did. Whereas I grew up with the Saints team that was spectacular almost my entire life. And he always was jealous of me because I had such good 
football experiences with winning teams. And when Drew Brees retired, it kind of felt like my childhood ended because <laughs> he was all I knew. I mean, yeah, sure, I remember Aaron Brooks, but those are still like small little memories. Whereas when I saw Drew Brees go, I was like, man, I don't feel like a kid anymore. That's the Saints team that I knew. So I still associate like Cam Jordan, obviously. And we just talked about Jimmy Graham. Like that's my childhood team. So to be able to talk about the Saints now professionally, Mm -hmm. very exciting. And I went to LSU, so we obviously cover LSU as well. So all of these personal connections I have to this team make it even more exciting to cover and easier to talk about because I grew up with it. Yeah. How do you separate the fandom from you know being an unbiased TV reporter? It's pretty difficult. I guess you can kind of be a little biased. Yeah, to an extent. I I find myself saying we a lot more, Mm -hmm. and I have to – I catch myself. Mm -hmm. I will say it's different when you're covering, let's say, if LSU and Tulane played. You have to be unbiased because you have – they're both from here. You have fans from both sides. But the majority of our audience is Saints fans, and we cater to the city of New Orleans, and this is the New Orleans franchise team. Yeah. So it's easier to lean – that way in terms of talking about them in the way that you speak. But at the end of the day, you're still a reporter. You're still criticizing moves and what people did and, you know, position battles and stuff like that. And I grew up in a very football-dominant household, so Mm -hmm. it's easy for me to kind of take myself out of the fandom and just look at it as X's and O's sometimes. So we're not going to catch you cheering in the press box? Absolutely not. I will say in college, during the LSU National Championship game, Joe Burrow broke like the all-time touchdown record, and we had a graphic made. Mm -hmm. And we tweeted out the graphic. I was in college at the time. I was working for LSU Student Media. And we tweeted out the graphic. And then, of course, the play went under review. So then we were like, oh, no, are we going to have to delete it? And they announced that – the touchdown stood. Yeah. yeah. And we cheered. We were like, oh, yes, but not because of the play. And the guy in the uh, the press box was like, no cheering. We're like, we know. <laughs> um, but no, no cheering for me. I more get like, ooh, like bad hits yeah. happen and stuff yeah. like that. But that's about it. All right. Well, speaking of hits, pads came out on Monday. So we saw a little more physicality, a little more action on the field. What stood out to you so far through week one of training camp? Well, I love the fact that we saw pads in terms of up front. You can't really see too much on the line when they don't have pads yeah. on. They talked such a lot about technique and, you know, good foot like footwork, but you don't get to see what they're really made of until you put the pads on. And mm-hmm. when you have a first round draft pick in Brian Brzee, you want to see him up against other guys in pads. So that definitely stood out to me today. And I like the fact that they ramp up the intensity a little. Mm-hmm. You saw Jimmy Graham kind of have a few words with Troy Pride there to show everyone, look, I'm back. I'm still the same guy you all remember. Um, so that stood out to me. I also just am very intrigued by all the position battles. I think it's obviously a good problem, not a bad problem. When you look at Alante Taylor and Paul Sinadivo, mm-hmm. even at the kicker position, Will Lutz, Blake Groupie. I mean, Will Lutz went eight for eight on the first day in pads with as long as a 59-yarder. I think he knows – He's got a little something to prove. Yep. Um, so I think that's something that stood out to me. Also, Jake Hayner. Mm-hmm. Surprise? I mean, he's very accurate. Yes. And like I went to the Senior Bowl, so I knew a little bit about him before he got here. But I'm just, you know, very impressed with 
how he ran the offense, how he operated the third team. And, you know, he ch- he did a few check downs, but mm-hmm. made smart decisions in terms of he didn't let himself get swallowed into the pocket. Mm-hmm. And then when he had a chance, he made that long throw to Rashid, I think. Yep, Rashid Shahid. Um, which would have been a touchdown. Right. So I'm very impressed with just how poised he is and how accurate he is. Yeah, he's been really fun to watch. I mean, definitely stands out because of his size. And you're like, I don't understand how he can see over the line, but he does. And yeah, like you said, he makes great decisions. It's been fun watching Derek Carr kind of mesh with the offense and then go up against the defense. I mean, the battles between those two sides, the defense here has always been pretty elite. So now we're adding such a big piece to the offense and seems like you go one day where the offense wins, and then you go the next day the defense wins. And I thought it was offense today. I did too. And I'll tell you, the 1v1s we talked about are, are skewed towards the wide receivers. I will say I still saw some like really good plays. And I think going back to Derek Carr and you know just how he's building his chemistry with this team, the thing that stood out to me the most about him was how after each play he would walk over to whatever receiver he mm-hmm. was targeting or you know even Alvin Kamara like he would walk over to them and talk to them about this is what I saw what did you see how can I do better yeah. and I think just the more they talk about it the easier they'll be on the same page so mm-hmm. that by the time the season comes it'll be it'll be seamless and I mean yeah. that's what you want and it helps when even you bring in guys like Foster Morrow who he's chemistry with who he played with for multiple years I think he's slipping right into this offense and I think he's a great you know player but also just a great team leader so you solidify the position at quarterback for once it does not look like that's a position battle for the Saints the past two seasons have gone otherwise but now Carr has so many options we talked a little bit about some of the receivers what you mentioned Rashid Shahid, but they have you know, the tight end room, and then they have the running backs as well. And it looks like so many of the backs are getting involved in the passing game. I know like Alvin Kamara worked out solely with the wide receivers a couple days ago. How do you even determine like what the strength of this offense is going to be? I think versatility would be yeah. the word that I picked. Because you mentioned it, when you have running backs that can catch and, and have yards after catch – you're, as a defense, you're having to prepare for everything. Mm-hmm. There's not just a guy in the backfield that you know, all right, he's going to get the ball, run up the middle, pick up two yards, next play. When you have guys like Jamal Williams, and now you draft Kendra Miller, you have the versatility, and they talked about getting Kendra Miller more involved and catching and running and every like you know the receiving part of the game. They're really emphasizing that. You even look like Rashid Shahid. I mean, Someone who is technically a wide receiver, but they've had in the backfield mm-hmm. kind of doing some work. I just think the versatility that this offense has is unmatched, and it makes it harder as a defense to defend them when you have so many weapons between the wide receivers, the tight ends, the running backs. I mean, you just give Derek Carr so many options, and now Alvin Kamara doesn't have to have the shoulder the brunt of mm-hmm. the running game yeah like I think he has in so many years I mean obviously Mark Ingram was great I just think that they're two totally different style backs that you knew when Mark Ingram was in the game what his job was to do right whereas Jamal Williams Kendra Miller are a little different they they're more um similar to mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara I think but I think that like I said versatility stands out to me the most I just think they're going to be a team that you really have to look out for we mentioned it our defense was are say did it again (laughs) the Saints defense was so good and it is still so good but now I think that we're getting back to the point where 
it's going to be shootouts with other offenses to who can score more rather than how can we contain less. Right. That makes sense. No, I mean, the defense really had a lock-in last year for the Saints to have a good chance just because – whatever reason they were just not as effective as offensively as they have been in the past maybe that's because of Drew Brees I don't know you mentioned versatility how about Taysom Hill have you ever seen anybody jump around the field as much as he does Swiss army knife I mean he can do just about anything I feel like and I talked about a few days ago how I felt the tight end position after the draft when the Saints traded Adam Troutman was one of need just because Juwan Johnson was truly a wide receiver. Yeah, but now it's stacked. Taysom Hill, I know. Taysom Hill was truly a quarterback, and now we used the word with Foster Morrow yesterday, or Saturday, the room's crowded now. Mm-hmm. But when you have guys that can do so many different things like Taysom Hill, he's another one who, all right, why is he in the game? He could be passing. He could be receiving. I mean, there's so much almost trickery involved mm-hmm. with him, but strategery also. I think that he's just a great playmaker. He's just a football guy is how I like to say it. Just plays football. Yeah. And he does it really well. Yeah. Anyone that you've talked to, uh, coaches, players, anything that stood out to you as far as like comments that have been made? We, I didn't specifically personally talk to him, but I listened to an interview that Sharif did with him, Joe Woods. Yeah. I was very impressed with him and just the way that he was operating and Mm -hmm. just talking about all of his players and breaking down what his goals are, how he's trying to implement them, and how he's coaching the team up. And we just talked about, like, Alante, Taylor, Paulson, Debo. That's such a big focus because of how important the cornerback position is. Mm -hmm. But he just talked about how he loves his secondary, how he feels like he has great competitors. And I just think in such a big role under a head coach who is defensive-minded – you kind of feel like, oh, how do I do my job when my boss also did my job? Yeah. But I think he's really embraced that and knows that he's got a good problem, which is too much talent. So I just think that he's been really good for this defense. And I've seen, you know, like I said, the secondary develop. And he talked about how he really looked forward to working with these guys, how he wanted to work with them. And I think that when you have someone who supports you and speaks so positively of you as a player makes you want to play harder for them absolutely I think it was Pete Werner who was talking so highly of coach Woods and and that's not his natural position you know coach Woods was a, a defensive back specialist for a long time and Werner was like I just love how detailed he is how intelligent he is he's showing me things teaching me things so it's really cool that he's able to touch not only you know the backs but other you know the not only the, the cornerbacks and the um, safeties, but also like the linebackers and the line. And you see him kind of really having his imprint across the defense and working in tandem with Coach Allen. Have you ever had to run a gasser? No, and I don't want to. I, I will tell you, probably not in football shape. Actually, <laughs> I know for a fact I'm not in football shape. Um, I would, in fact, be gassed, and it's so hot outside, I don't know how they're functioning. They didn't do it today, though. No. I think it was, I don't know if it was just, like, first week, like, we're going to get a few under our belt, try to. I'll tell you, Dennis Allen talking about running them was so funny. He was like, I I, uh, outran some of them. Not Marshawn, though. He's like, I'd be concerned if I was doing better than last Which is valid. Yeah. (laughs) But I do think it was funny how he moved himself down the line to go hang out with the linemen the next day when he ran because he can keep up with those guys a little bit better. (laughs) Valid point. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I was definitely strategic on his part, even though he wouldn't admit it. 
Um, I had a, a lot of fun. I talked to Brian Brzee today. He also talked to the media. He seems like somebody who has an opportunity to play and start and, and be an important part of this defensive line. It's an area of need. It's the one that's had the most turnover this season for the Saints. We're going to see a lot more action because of the pads coming on. But mm-hmm. how do you think that that area is gelling? I'll tell you, it's always easier when Cam Jordan's on your side. Yeah. I think it's so funny that he was like, after six years, finally, defensive t- He was so excited, which also just makes right. me laugh. But I think Razee is going to be an easy fit into this group. Just talking to him, he seems like a very like easygoing, personable guy. But I can also see a little bit of that competitiveness mm-hmm. in terms of like, you want to prove yourself. You mm-hmm. were a first-round draft pick, and people doubted whether the Saints should have drafted him in the first round or not because of injuries. And today he even said, I'm healthier than I've ever been in a long time. And the thing that stands out to me is his speed and agility. Yeah. He's not just a big guy who can hit. He gets off the line. So we're going to see definitely more of that in pads, but I think he can be a serious contributor. And when you have guys like Cam that are taking him under his wing and teaching him the ways, not just the ways, but the culture, and this is how we do it here, I think that will help him grow and you know seriously mold into a contributor for this defense. Yeah, I mean, they need it. They definitely need to solidify the interior line. So hopefully that is what happens. I think he's definitely ready for that challenge. Being back out here for training camp, seeing the fans, I know you didn't get a chance to like go to a game yet and cover a game in the Superdome because you weren't here during football season. But is it kind of fun and exciting? Like, Are you getting ready for the season? I'm absolutely ready. And I'll tell you when they start chaining Huda and everyone's freaking out, it says something that they're voluntarily out in this heat mm-hmm. just to watch them run routes and do drills and you know, like the most simple like form of football they want to be a part of and they like to be a part of it and every player has spoken so highly of what it means to be a Saints fan Jimmy Graham referred to it as a religion and Mm -hmm. it really is a religion I'll tell you a personal experience my mom used to put a 24-hour limit on my dad for how mad he could be over a football game (laughs) she'd be like okay after 24 hours you have to forget about it because seriously People hear their mood and their week is determined on yeah. how the Saints played that week or who did what. No, you literally like dwell on it until the next game. Oh, yeah. We're talking about like a screen pass that got, you know, or was some something stupid that someone decided, you know, that we're like, oh, we're harping on that one little thing for a full week. Yeah. But, I mean, as a Saints fan, it's so exciting. I think that there's also this new energy. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, wasn't exactly the season that Saints fans wanted, But now we've talked about these new additions. We've talked about how important Derek Carr can be to the development of this team. And fans know that. And they know that, all right, maybe we can get something moving. And it doesn't doesn't hurt that the NFC South is what it is this year. Yeah, The Saints really do have a very clear path to the playoffs. Fans know that. They want to get back to the playoffs. People here like to win. <laughs> so I'm. Uh, it definitely adds some energy. I think it adds some energy for the players as well to have the fans there. Just every time they woo, you know, they, yeah. they get really loud after every catch or, you know, even after a good hit. Right. They're so excited. And I think that just adds a little bit more football energy, what you get in the Superdome. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's like 1% of what's actually mm-hmm. happening in the Superdome. But I think it still adds some good energy, and I think the players like it. Yeah, definitely. You're talking about the path to a possible Super Bowl. And the Saints schedule, they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. So 
everything has kind of fallen into place. We just got to make sure everyone stays healthy and they continue to move forward the way that they are. I appreciate you joining me on the podcast. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and what coverage you have coming up? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Kendall Duncan TV. That's probably the most you know used social media platform for me. I'll get on Facebook every now and then. But in terms of like updates, Twitter for sure. Uh, the near future, Saints coverage, and of course LSU and Tulane are about to start football again, so we'll be out there as well. Um, and I think that's something that's a little different in TV than maybe print is that you know we cover all sports, not just are hyper-focused on, you know, one team. Right. So it's not like a beat reporter. Yes. Yes. Which is easier and harder in terms of we don't get to focus on one team all the time. But with that being said, we obviously cater to college as well, um, you know, other teams around the area. So we have football coming up, and it's obviously a very exciting time. Mm -hmm. We have a lot, a lot of stuff to uh, roll with. Yeah. And you guys are doing a new show, sports show. Yes. 11 p.m. on Sundays. It's a little late. If you don't want to stay up, you can set your DVRs. But it, um, it's a great show. We obviously have a lot of sports. And, like, last week our whole show was Saints. I mean, yeah. it's so important to talk about all of the new additions, how everyone's gelling, the chemistry, everything. And it's nice that we have 30 full minutes to do it. We obviously uh, also have Lance Moore and Jim Mora, our WDSU mm-hmm. analyst. So just to hear from them, former coach, former player, people who have had their feet in this building who know what it's like – adds so much insight yeah. that obviously like I feel like I could never have mm-hmm. so we have that side of it as well um so yeah new show Sunday nights it's exciting it's a good one yeah did you ever have a Saints jersey growing up Drew Brees okay. that was it yeah I'm not a big jersey person though so I don't wear jerseys that often I do need one as an unbiased reporter of the team yeah right <laughs> <laughs> I snagged a uh, Ty Summers there you go. Jersey, because obviously, you know. I get it. Last name. Some people are like, well, you don't even care about that number. I'm like, no, I don't, but I care about the name. Yeah. So <laughs> I always used to say when I, when I tell people what my name or how to spell it, I'm I'm Duncan like Tim, not like Donuts. So yeah, I've, that go. was the only one I've ever considered. But no, that's I've never had. I've really only had a Drew Brees jersey. Yeah. So I need one. All right. Well, maybe you can get another quarterback. There you go. Derek Carr can be in the running. Well, again, I appreciate you. It's been great catching up. Welcome. I know you've been here for six months, but welcome to the Saints and the coverage, uh, the beat, I guess, because, yeah, it's just getting started. Yep. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate Kendall joining me for the podcast. We'll definitely have her on again sometime later this season. Check in how things are going in her first season covering the Saints. I appreciate all of the players spending time with me after practice. I'm doing one-on-ones every day after training camp. You can find them on NewOrleansSaints.com. Caught up with Juwan Johnson. Today was Brian Brzee. Talked to Cesar Ruiz. We have a ton of fun interviews and coverage from camp on NewOrleansSaints.com. Photos, highlights, our training camp report, and of course, all of the interviews that are done each day as part of the media scrum. So don't miss anything. Check out our coverage at Saints on Twitter, at NewOrleansSaints.com. And of course, listen Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.